It's been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Tad and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Tad and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Tad and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Tad and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. I'm Justin. I'm in LA. We've got Mike over in London. What's up, dude? Yo, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Pumped up for this week, per usual. Me too. Another fun topic. Yes, very fun topic. So this week, guys, we are going to do top five movie titles. So as you can probably imagine, this could get interesting. There's so many ways you can go with this, right, Mike? There definitely is. I mean, there's some that I think are great because they're so like intense and make you want to see the movie. And then there's others that are just so silly. And then there's others that are just like, what does that even mean? You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think we both probably, if I had to guess, leaned a little bit into all three of those ways, depending on what we were feeling. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely was excited to visit some really absurd titles and then some that I just love for other reasons that will be explained therein. Yeah. And I imagine we'll have a lengthy honorable session, just throwing out tons of titles that we like. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I think we just need to jump into this one. You want to start us off? Sure. Let's do it. Um, I am going to 1971 and that is Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Wait, say that once more? <laughs> sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. <laughs> okay. And, and just for the record, badass is spelled B-A-A-D-A-5-S's. Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and this film is, well, it's kind of legendary. Like, the more you can sort of read about it the more crazy stories you'll you'll find but i mean even just at the start you know the the person that made it melvin van peebles he directed it he wrote it he produced it he starred in it he did the stunts for it he scored it so it's it's very sort of diy it also gets credited as like more or less like the first or one of the first sort of black exploitation films um it was a big like black power film back in the day so it's it's culturally um, pretty important. And while I'm not the biggest fan of it, the second half is a lot better than the first. So definitely stick with it. And it is, I, I almost want to say this is like the cinephiles exploitation film, because if you read about it, you'll hear people say it's very avant-garde. It's very experimental. Um, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. That kind of sounds like pretentious art talk, um, but it is a crazy ass film. Um, it's from a genre that I really appreciate. I know a lot of modern filmmakers, um, have gotten something from it. So I think definitely you will get something out of watching this for sure. And the film is, it's just as crazy as the title, which there is a song in it. There is like a badass song, but it's not, it's not like a key plot point in any way. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But the main character is called Sweetback. That's the only thing I can tell you about the title. 
Wow, what a ridiculous title. Definitely starting us off very strong. Very, well, I very can't strong. wait to know what you have. I'm very, very excited. Well, my number five is actually not a funny one. It's just okay. one that I really like. And nice. what's funny about this is I don't really like the movie, but I like the title so much. Hey. I wish I liked the movie more. I actually, you know, maybe I'll give it a rewatch to see if I could change my tune just because I like the title. And that would be 2012's The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, yeah. Nice. I like that. So I chose this because for some reason, this title just follows me around. I think it's I, I'm a big nature guy. I love going out to the national parks. I love, you know, hiking. I just I love being out in the woods. And so something just sounds somewhat mysterious, but somewhat beautiful to me about the place beyond the pines. I I just like the sound of it. It, it, it evokes a certain visceral reaction from me. And it's with Ryan Gosling, Bradley Cooper, Eva Mendez, Ray Liotta. It's got a great cast. It's also directed by uh, Derek. I, I don't want to butcher his last name. Do you know how to say it, Mike? Derek, um, Cian Francais? To be honest, I'm not sure either. He also did Blue Valentine. It's in Rose Byrne and Ben Mendelsohn are in this as well. Mahershala Ali. It's a fucking stacked cast. I actually haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, but... For whatever reason, I didn't love it when I saw it. I didn't hate it either, but I definitely didn't love it. I'm going to have to revisit this. But all I know is I fucking love the title. And I, whenever I think of like, I don't know why this is, but even way before this topic was introduced to between Mike and I, sometimes I just think of this title because I just like it that much. So I had to include it on the list. And I figured it's something we would probably never talk about otherwise, this movie. So fuck it. Place Beyond the Pines. I agree. I like that title. I mean, it's it's what what is Beyond the Pines? Is is anything beyond there? Are there people I, there? I need to know. Who's going there? Anybody? We don't know. <laughs> um, I might be. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. So my number four is another silly one. And Ooh. it actually has something sh very strange. I didn't really do this intentionally. Um, but then when I saw it, I knew I'd have to call it out. It has a strange connection to my number five film. Because in my number five film, the word badass has five S's. Well, the title of my number four film is simply <laughs> with seven S's. No. Yes. That is the Incredible. Film. Please, please do tell. Um, it is from 1973. I, it's kind of an animal attack film, but it's really more of like a mad scientist film. Um, okay. And actually has Heather Heather Menzies Yurik in it from Piranha, of course. But oh. um, and Martin, who's in like a ton of uh, westerns. So it's not that bad of a, of a cast, really. And this film is all about a sort of a mad scientist whose ultimate project is to turn people into snakes. Oh, my God. And I have to say, I'm very high on this film. I think it's really good. It's for a film with that premise, it's actually really like kind of slow and measured. It builds the tension. It doesn't go all out until much later in the film. And it's I think it's well told. Like it's a it's a well directed film and everything is real snakes. Um Ooh. not not defanged in any way. Uh there no, may or may not have no. been questionable harm done. I don't know. There's not that much out there about the the making of the film. 
but yeah, there's like actors and, and people handling real deadly snakes. Um, so it all looks good. And uh, I, I think this is kind of an underrated gem. Maybe not for you, um, but someone out there, the title um, doesn't do it any favors because it is it's not quite as silly as you'd think. Okay. Yeah, this one would be tough for me just because I have an irrational fear of snakes. But with that said, I love fucking snakes on a plane. So there's so many snakes in this film. Okay. I'm this is I'm concerned, but I, I would try it. I would try it. Yeah. All right. Um, maybe that'll be fun for a catch-up episode in the future oh, because man. I'll probably be freaking out. <laughs> oh, okay. S with seven S's. Wow. Well, my number four is a funny one as well. And man, this fucking title. When I saw this title, I said, I, I need to watch this movie immediately. And I did. And it's pretty fucking bad. But <laughs> it's... uh. Just pure 80s cheese. And that is 1988's Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Okay, fantastic film, fantastic title. <laughs> oh, so you've seen it. Oh, yes. It's an absolute classic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is so... When I say bad, by the way, this does not mean... This is not a bad where I didn't enjoy it. I absolutely yes. enjoyed it. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's everything you think out of sort of an 80s, cheesy, somewhat horror type film. There's, you know, there's a bunch of nudity. There's college kids. There's bad jokes. And in this, there is this ridiculous looking like evil imp that sort of grants these wishes. But then it all turns around and it's like it's like this curse. And it's it's just insane. It's all madness takes place and it just had me watching in awe and laughing quite a bit throughout. I mean, Mike, is there anything else you want to say about it? I mean, I don't even know how to describe this movie fully, Mike. Yeah. The the only thing I would say is that it's probably not worth description. It is. If there ever was the endorsement of a term so bad, it's good. It is that. I mean, it is really the product of sort of the VHS explosion and just being able to make any fucking film, you know, and and this, but it has a little bit of a cult following. They're making a sequel now. I don't think it's out yet because people, they gravitate to it because it is absurd. As they should. And, and a title I considered for my list, and it will have a connection to my list later. So stay tuned. Ooh, okay. Okay. Should I move on? Number three? Please. My number three is a serious one, and it's one that just uh, it gets me so fucking hyped and immediately makes me want to watch this film. And this is uh, from 1974, and it's called Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Oh, intense. Uh, it's a Sam Peckinpah film. I'm not the biggest Peckinpah fan, and this film I'm kind of, well, when it came out, critics absolutely hated it. And now everybody absolutely loves it. I, I, I think both of those are kind of overreactions. I think it's somewhere in the middle. But I mean, what's not to love? You're like, who is Alfredo Garcia? Who's after Alfredo Garcia's head? Will they get him? Won't they? Will they get the head? And why? And that's basically how the film starts. Is effect- Effectively, uh, there's like this sort of Mexican gangster type guy. And his daughter has been knocked up by this guy, Alfredo Garcia. And that's what he says. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. And you're off to the races. I mean, and and essentially, again, this is 
you know, it's on the internet, so it's 100% true. That was basically how this film came to be, was that someone pitched Peck and Paw the title of the film and just said, wouldn't it be great if there was a title of this film or a film with this title? And he said, yes, and I will write it. And he did. Wow, that's incredible. And and I know another Wikipedia fact, but this one is actually true, that you know Roger Deakins, um, he took a lot of Peck and Paw inspiration for No Country for Old Men. The internet says specifically this film, but I don't know about that. He just the overall aesthetic of his films. So Okay, that's very cool. Shout out Cohen Brothers. So that's number three. We need your three. Okay. My number three is very simple. I just think the title's brilliant. And that is two thousands, Dude Where's My Car. Oh, that's on my honorables. Great title. Wow. Amazing. And he's just so good. Like for even having the the comma after the dude, dude, where's my car? Question mark. It's just where's your car, dude? Where's your car, dude? It's it's just so simple, but it tells you everything really you need to know about the movie. The movie's fantastic, and it's just when I think of great movie titles, this always comes to mind because. It's like, who was sitting there and was like, let's just call this movie Dude, Where's My Car? Whoever you are, you're a fucking genius. It really is. Because it immediately grabs you in and you're you're intrigued. You're like, okay, this is different. Like, what is this? And it really is like, who would have thought that that title truly could have been so on the nose? And it's literally exactly what the entire movie is about. And and that's not a good premise, you know, like to and then it becomes a great movie. Yeah. No one should want to make that film about finding a car, but it's great. It's It sets up, you know, the tone of the movie because it has dude right in the title. Mm-hmm. And it has, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit suspect of film scenes that have the title in them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I see what they did there. But this is a yep. great one. Where he's like, okay. where's, where's your car, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Sometimes it's like super like, like, kitschy or it doesn't work this one it's like it's so perfect absolutely completely agree okay so my number two is a film i i don't think it made it to my honorables because i decided it didn't qualify but i desperately wanted to talk about this in our driving episode so i'm very glad that i can now and that is from 1966 and it's called faster pussycat kill kill there's three exclamations. So it's faster, comma, pussycat, exclamation, kill, exclamation, kill, exclamation. The most punctuation I can recall on a title now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm already intrigued. Um, and I mean, that really does tell you everything you need to know about the movie. Because the, the pre- I mean, this is pure exploitation film. The premise of the movie is hot chicks killing people, uh, <laughs> if I could explain it. Uh, that's basically it, you know? And uh, they... Yeah, they like they kill this guy, then they sort of kidnap this girl, then they do some other stuff later on, but it totally embraces exactly what it is. Let's put it that way. You know, the I don't think actually there's any nudity in it now that I think about it. But the outfits are um, you know, quite revealing. Um the dialogue is like super cheesy. Like I there I wrote down a couple lines here, but there's so many throughout. Like there's this one part where this the the main leader who's played by Tura Santana is uh, talking to someone and 
he he says he has this little bit of a speech but then he says uh now that's what i believe in seeing america first and he's like staring at her tits and she's like you won't find it down there columbus it's just it's just so incredible <laughs> um and uh yeah i mean this this film it's literally just, it's fast cars and like hot women and murder i mean it's pure pure exploitation film in the best way i know john waters that crazy son of a bitch is a big fan quentin's a big fan um i want to say it's jordan ladd's character is wearing uh, a shirt from this movie in uh death proof and i didn't i i don't know if this is still true but i saw this on wikipedia so in may 2021 so just a few months ago um apparently amc and norman reedus are putting together a tv show adaptation of this film which doesn't interesting really seem possible but hell yeah let's see it well this has just been added to the list of movies i need to check out it's a it's 83 minutes so it's a short one and it's definitely i truly would recommend this to everybody because whether they like it or not they'll definitely see something that they would not have necessarily expected from from russ meyer who you know has made other great films such as motor psycho beneath the valley of the ultra vixens etc etc wow okay i absolutely am checking this out there's no question these good title movies just they they fuck me because i i need to see them you have to you have to do it speaking of titles dude my number two might be the most outrageous title I've ever heard for a film. And I absolutely, I, I watched the movie and talk about surprisingly somehow it being fun as fuck. Oh, nice. That is 1989's Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Oh, who made that? It is J.F. Lawton is who directed it. Well, this says that he wrote Pretty Woman. Oh, yes, he did. And Under Siege. Yeah, and Under Siege, too. And and Chain Reaction with Keanu and Morgan Freeman. I've never even heard of this. Wow. So, and this is the first movie he ever wrote. But, uh, oh, dude, you should check this out. It is something. I'll say that. First of all, also, one of the greatest parts of the whole title for me was that, so it's called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. And on the opening titles, it says Guacamole Films Presents. Incredible. Incredible Incredible work. But so uh, Bill Maher is in this. Is that how you say his last name? Did I just fuck it up? Mar. Mar. Bill Maher. Bill Maher is in this. Like he is one of the main roles in this movie. And it's like early Bill Maher. But essentially it is. It's sort of a satire, like dealing with feminism and like. And it's also like sort of fucking around with like B movie stuff, like especially I think Cannibal Holocaust. Definitely on my honorable mentions, by the way. So essentially, there's this like tribe of like cannibalistic women who live in what is called the Avocado Jungle in California, and they like they sacrifice and eat men, and like the government gets all worried because apparently like the avocado supply. In in the country, there's like an issue. And so they recruit this like professor uh, from this local university uh, who is the professor of feminist studies. They get her to travel into the avocado jungle 
to make contact with the women of the Piranha tribe to try to like convince them to move out of the avocado jungle so that the avocados are saved for Americans. I can't even believe I've never heard of this. This sounds incredible. I can't wait to watch it. You need to watch it. This is you need to watch it. It is so fun. It's so outrageous. And it really was a pleasant surprise because I went in just being like, I'm watching this for a very specific reason because of how fucking outrageous this title is. And I'm sure it's going to be God awful. And again, by no means is it a good movie, but it's one of those where like, it's bad, but it's like, like even more so than even more so than sorority babes and the slime bowl Bolarama. This is like, yes, like bad. It's good, but like almost, but it's like clever. So it's like, it's not always just straight bad. It's, it's like, it's clearly it's clever bad, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, you got to check this out, dude. I definitely, I think Cannibal Holocaust is one of the best titles ever, but really anything with Cannibal, I think is perfect for this list. It's fantastic. The Mountain of the Cannibal God, Cannibal Ferox. I mean, something about cannibals makes me want to watch the movie. You can't go wrong. Well, actually, I'll tell you what else makes me want to watch the movie. And that's anything with, with Chainsaws. I've long Ooh. thought that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the perfect title because it literally, I mean, it's in Texas. Yes. There are chainsaws and there's a massacre. I mean, it just tells you everything about the title, right? But it isn't my favorite chainsaw title because my number one is 1988's Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. <laughs> now, the star of this movie is Linnea Quigley. Who in 1988 also starred in Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolarama? And if we could just take a second, in one year. No. I mean, she's in so many fantastic horror films. But in her 1988, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Nightmare Sisters, which is very similar to these movies we're talking about, Night of the Demons, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolarama. I mean, what a fucking year. Incredible. And this movie is, I have to say, I think this movie is really good. Like, truly. It is. So the Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers part is because it takes place in Hollywood and there's hookers that kill people with chainsaws. Um, And it has to do with this crazy cult thing at the end. It doesn't matter why. The point is they lure people into their bedroom and then they take out a chainsaw and then just like blood flies everywhere and like very, you know, not very good looking models of limbs and stuff. The budget is is under a hundred K let's put it that way. But also it's a really funny um, parody of like detective films. So it all follows this PI and he, yeah. And he, it's like, it's, he's getting to the bottom of this whole mystery. Uh, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of clever in the way that it sort of follows that PI thing. You know, he's got the office, with the letters on the door and the blacked out window. And he always has like voiceovers where he's like, uh, you could have knocked me out with a pubic hair. <laughs> just like, And he always just makes jokes about like the hookers and their tits, which sounds like it would get old and is corny, but like somehow it's just, it's just hilarious. And like even the very end of the film, he's like doing his that closing voiceover narration as all these types of movies do. And he's like, but she was a nice kid, so maybe I'll let her stick around for a while. Besides, 
she's got a great set of tits. <laughs> it just, it really, really works as a comedy. In addition to being like a ludicrous horror film on par with some of these ones that we've already talked about. So it's a heavy recommend for Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I love the title and I love the sound of it. I am definitely watching this one. Another only 75 minutes. You're in and out of this one pretty fast. So easy. Pretty much all these movies, honestly, we've been talking about are only like 70 to 90 minutes. And this one, again, all real chainsaws. So there's a moment where Linnea Quigley was given no direction except to dance with chainsaws. And they stay on that shot for like three minutes. And she has live like running chainsaws and she's dancing naked with them. Jesus. I mean, come on. That's just great cinema. That's fantastic. That's that's art right there. I can't wait to know what your number one is. I'm so excited. So I'll I'll bring you slightly down f- from the high of it's not a funny one. Okay, nice. But it's a movie I like quite a bit. Some people are very much obsessed with it. I think it's great. But it's just the title of all titles. When I just think of like movie titles that grip me. This one has stood out to me for almost 20 years since it came out in 2004. And that is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah. Great title. I mean, it's just such a fucking good title. Like, is there any non-comedic film that has ever gripped me so much with a title? I don't know if there is. It's like all I knew was, oh, there's this movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I was like, oh, I need to see that movie. I'm very curious. What the fuck is it about? And of course, once you see the movie, the title makes a bit more sense. But uh, it's starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. It's got a, a great supporting cast as well. You've got Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, Tom Wilkinson, directed by Michael Gondry and... Uh, also partially written by him, but of course written by uh, Charlie Kaufman. Um, Or maybe it's only written by Charlie Kaufman. I think maybe Gondry just helped with the story. But anywho, it is just essentially Jim Carrey's character, Joel, he discovers that his girlfriend, Clementine, who's played by Kate Winslet, she has had her memories of him erased. So he decides he's going to undergo the same procedure and we go from there. I really don't want to say much more if you've never seen this movie Um, because it's a very interesting movie and quite a touching movie, but it's just got one of those titles that I feel like if you asked just a regular person movie titles that jump out at them, I feel like you'd get a decent amount of people that would drop this. And that's because it's fucking fantastic. It's it's, it's an incredible title. And just based on sort of what I, the way that I am as a person in my personal life, this type of title jumps out at me. So I had to pick it as number one because some of these other titles I just found this week I've been staring at this one for 18 years, 17 years. So got to drop it as number one. Yeah, great title. And for as as much as I like titles that are incredibly accurate and like perfectly describe the movie, I also like ones like this that are mysterious that do, you know, they are an apt title, but only after you've seen the film. You know, they're just meant to entice you. It's true. 
And I think, you know, long titles is the way to go. That you get more in there, it adds to the intrigue. A nightmare for marketing materials, but it's always more intriguing. I completely agree. And and look, there's times where that's not the case, and a short title's nice. But a long title, just overall, you're going to intrigue me. Totally agree. That's it. That's the list. Okay. Let's let's recap and hit honor rules. All right. Give me yours. All right. Five is Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Four is Three is Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Two is Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. And one is Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. (laughs) Amazing. Mine is number five, The Place Beyond the Pines. Number four, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolarama. Three, Dude Where's My Car. Two, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. And one, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I'm just so excited to watch Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. I just can't wait. I'm so excited for you to watch it so that then we can talk about it. I'm really, yeah, wow. Um, Honor rules. Give me some. Let's see. At the top of my list, I have Three Days of the Condor. Classic movie, but great title. Nice. Um, One that I think is very similar to Place Beyond the Pines, which is The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Ooh. It's an Irish Irish film that just has that intrigue to it where you're just like, what does that even mean? I don't know. I can envision it, though, but I want to know what it's about. The Boonwell film, Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. I think that's a great title. And maybe I'll just do a quick horror wrap up of some that I didn't consider. Of course. Chopping Mall, which has nothing to do with chopping. (laughs) Driller Killer, which we did talk about in her last episode. Yes. The Grapes of Death instead of The Grapes of Wrath. I've always loved that one. And last one before I throw it over to you for some is a comedy that I don't think it's talked about that much, but the title is great, which is Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, my God. Great. Time. How did I forget about that? That's such a good one. That's fantastic. Um, also, for everyone listening, when Mike said that was from our Lost episode, I know we have some Lost fans of the TV show. We did not do a Lost episode yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's literally an episode that we had recorded with Zach, Zach Wexelman, who, of course, does our epic intro as Real Topeka People. And it just never came out because we lost some of the audio recordings and we couldn't salvage it. So it's sort of the, uh, it's the epic lost podcast, but just, just to clarify that, um, we will dude, do lost someday though, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait for that day, but damn, Freddie got fingered. That's a fucking great one. I forgot about. All right. Some that I have. All right. Just to lead us off again, simple comedy, just such a great title. Harold and Kumar go to white castle. Yeah. Fantastic. Also, Snakes on a Plane, very to the point. I just want to watch that. One that I find hilarious of sequels is Die Hard 2, Die Harder. I I think even just Die Hard is a great title. Agreed. The whole series really has great titles. Live Free or Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. They're all great. You want to hear something? Live Free or Die Hard isn't called Live Free or Die Hard in the UK. What's it called? It's called Die Hard 4.0. What the fuck? Horrible title. Horrible title. That's fucked up. I agree. They can't believe they did that to my man, Justin Long. I was just going to say, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Anyway, continue. 
All right, a couple others I really like. I really like The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Fantastic title, great one. I really like The Nightmare Before Christmas. I just think, I know it's very simple, but it so perfectly describes what the movie's about and the meshing of Halloween and Christmas. Um, I like that, yeah. I dig that. And then I'll just give a couple really ridiculous ones. And I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't see either of these films, but I loved the titles and I, I'm intrigued to see them. One is the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Love that. And the next one, which is even more ridiculous, the positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom. Oh, I've never heard of that. Apparently, it's quite a fun time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I this for the second time this pod. I'm just stumped. I've just. (laughs) I went deep, bro. I went deep on this. So maybe just a couple of points we didn't hit. So I think pretty much all kung fu movies have amazing titles, Mm -hmm. like Iron Fisted Eagle's Claw or Master of the Flying Guillotine. I fucking love that shit. We didn't say Doctor Strange Love. But oh my god, great title. We talk about it all the time. I think the inception of this list was Piranha 3 Double D. So yes. probably yes. worth mentioning. And documentary, The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. That always intrigued me until I saw it. Amazing. Any last ones? Yeah, I, there's a couple. I really like just because of how on the nose it is and silly. I know what you did last summer. Oh, facts. I always, for whatever reason, I think just because I love rock and roll music, but and also I like Guy Ritchie films, I always loved rock and rolla, how that flowed off the tongue. I think Lockstock is a great title. Oh, yeah, true. Lock- is a great title. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's got some good titles out there. I always liked Full Metal Jacket. Oh, nice. Back to the Future. That is a good title. Also a good opening scene. True. And I guess, you know what, I'll finish us off with Borat, Cultural Learnings of America from Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Fantastic one. Fantastic. <laughs> one. Actually, w- one more that's equally worthy of leaving us off because I feel like we should have mentioned it. Black Snake Moan. Oh, fantastic title. So good. You know what? I've got one more to leave us perfect, off on. We could go forever. Yes, yes, yes. Don't be a menace to South Central oh. while drinking your juice in the hood. Great one. Fucking great one. Yeah, I mean, again, there's just so many out there, you know, let us know. We want to hear the titles. And if you do have any crazy ones that you don't think we've seen, definitely hit us up because I like a crazy film and I've gotten some great recommendations that I haven't even heard of. If you can stump Mike, he'll be so fucking impressed. So if you got any crazy ones, hit us up on Instagram at Top Fives and Deep Dives. Hit us up on Twitter at Top Dives and uh, please let us know. And of course, you can email us at topfivesanddeepdives at gmail.com if you like to communicate more professionally. But yeah, that's it for this week. We hope you guys had a fun time and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Peace. Top fives and deep dives without a PTM. Top fives and deep dives without a PTM. Top fives and deep dives without a PTM. Top fives and deep my favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Tarantino.
I went deep, bro. 